Welcome everyone to Chat Central. I'm Sean. I'm JB. And I'm Shell. We're friends who chat about pop culture, politics, and everything in between. So grab a drink, get comfortable, and we hope that you enjoy our Chat Central podcast. Nothing is off limits. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to Chat Central, episode number two. I'm Shell. I'm JB. My friend JB. Well, that's what we're going with now. We done switched it from JB to, J- to John, Jonathan to JB. Child, I guess at some point we're just going to have to keep switching it up. and we're minus one sean she may join us later but you know that's okay right now we're just gonna you know jump into our conversation but before we do that what you drinking on so i decided to switch it up this week i am drinking a sweet and sour martini because i was drinking the bacardi and it really wasn't doing much for me and I have a low tolerance, but I just feel like <laughs> the Bacardi just wasn't doing anything. So uh, Tito's always gets me there. So I mixed up the Tito's with the sweet and sour mix. And here comes the sweet and sour martini. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm drinking on a margarita. Okay. But it's watermelon margarita. But when I went to go pour, it was like already, you know, the ready to serve margaritas. hmm there wasn't much left. So I got the bright idea. Oh, let me add some vodka. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm drinking a combination of vodka, tequila, and watermelon. (laughs) So I'm just going to apologize to our listeners now for whatever may come out my mouth. I don't mean to offend anyone, anybody, but it is what it is. I just hope that you can wake up for work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if I don't, then you know it's okay. Right, because you'll be so <laughs> right. <laughs> so did you see like did y'all live fix my life this week or last week with Lisa Ray? I didn't get a chance to see it, so you're gonna have to fill me in, scoop me in. I did. Um so for anybody who doesn't know me, I am addicted to Iyanla Fix My Life. You know, I signed up years ago to try and get my family on there to fix our lives. But wait, I didn't know that. You know, my family is a little dysfunctional. No offense to my family if y'all are listening. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, as we all, I have some issues. So I wanted to get my mom, my dad and, you know, maybe even my sister on there just to kind of like clear out some stuff. Anyway, they didn't Mm -hmm. call me back. Blah, 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 blah. But Mm -hmm. This um, episode with Lisa Ray and her family, um, it really touched me just because the basis of it was, you know, the whole pathology of everything. And that's Iyanla's favorite word. You know, she likes to start with the grandparents and how things move down to um, the mom and dad or then the kids. So it's one of those things where you follow things just based on tradition and pathology. So with okay. with this episode, you know, Lisa Ray was pretty much trying to figure out the disconnect between not only her mom, but her daughter. And hmm. yeah, they all live in the same household, which that in itself. Wait, what? So Lisa Ray's mom, Lisa Ray and her daughter. And does her daughter have a child or no? So that's the thing. Her daughter doesn't have a child physically yet, but she's pregnant. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So her. Uh, so we're talking it all in under one roof. Four grown ass. Well, three grown ass women. One who's very hormonal and pregnant. All under one fucking roof. All under one roof with all of this drama. Ooh, child. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, they have a lot of friction, and it goes back to the days of when Lisa Ray was younger, obviously, and the disconnect between Lisa Ray and her mom stemmed from the relationship between Lisa Ray's mom and her dad. And there were a lot of uh, issues that her mom and dad had. You know, he had extramarital affairs and, you know, he Mm. would be with other women. And oftentimes he would give more attention to Lisa Ray versus his wife. 
and that caused a problem between Lisa Ray and her mom. And Lisa Ray, it was in that street life though. Like I want to say, I read somewhere that he was like about that life, and didn't he get killed when he when Lisa was younger or something? I think he did. I don't know if they touched on that too much because a lot of things okay. they kept out, and okay. that was an issue for Ayala just because she was really trying to push through and get a lot out of them, but they were like so resistant to the process. But as most celebrities are, they go, I don't know why they keep doing this. They come to the show. But they're resistant. They're resistant to the help that Yala is trying to give them. So, like, you can only do so much for a person who's not willing to be open and vulnerable. Exactly. Um, but she really wanted to get into um, why there was such a problem between Lisa Ray and her mom. And oftentimes, you know, Lisa Ray's mom would just voice her frustration over how she couldn't understand why she didn't view her husband or Lisa Ray couldn't view her father in the same way that the mom viewed her husband because, because he had that infidelity and there was so much going on between their relationship. Mm -hmm. She saw him one way, but then Lisa Ray, obviously as his daughter saw him another way. So right. Grown folks. business. So Iyana was pretty much trying to break down the fact that she's looking at him like that's her dad. And you can't take away how she feels about her dad. You're looking at this as this is my man, my husband, and my lover. They're two different, mm -hmm. you know, entities. So mm -hmm. they had that whole situation going on. Then they brought in the daughter, and the daughter doesn't get along with Lisa Ray or the grandmother. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I thought Lisa Ray and her daughter were super close. See, I think they were like that. Um, when she Remember they had a TV show mm -hmm. or there was some TV show that Lisa Ray used to have and they just had a really, really close relationship. So I didn't know they had grown apart like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and we found out that I think Lisa Ray sent her to like a boarding school or something because she was asking. Oh, that's the ultimate send away. Yeah, I mean, I How does that make a child feel? <laughs> Look, I wanted to go to, um, I'll never forget this. There's a school that's in um, Massachusetts. It's called Phillips Academy. And I wanted to go there so bad. Mm -hmm. I think I wanted to go there when I was a child because it would have been an escape and to yes. be in a different environment and everything. But of course, you know, I was poor, so that wasn't really an option. But, and, you know, shout out to Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts. Yeah, and the same <laughs> thing for me, I actually wanted to go to a boarding school when I was younger. But, you know, mm -hmm. because I didn't have the money or my parents didn't have the money, I guess I should say, I wasn't able to go. Just because when you're... That's crazy that you and I both had that same desire. Like, we, I don't think we've ever talked about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew that about mm -hmm. you. Because, you know... That's so interesting. I grew up in a rough neighborhood, you know. Fortunately, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't as involved in, like you know, crime areas as most people are when they grow up in this right. type of neighborhood. We were sheltered. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. We Because I grew up in Section 8, you know, Projects Boulevard, but I was sheltered. There are a lot of things that I didn't know about and I still don't know about as an adult. Right. Same with yeah, you. and like you said, it would have been an escape because for me, the same people that I went to elementary school with, I went to middle school with, and also high school with. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the same issues and problems that you had, you know, in one area of life and school, mm -hmm. they followed you. Mm-hmm. You couldn't escape it, and everybody knows everything about you, and sometimes you just want to start fresh and start new and just get away from, like, all the people that you grew up with and stuff. Right, right. But, you know, getting back to the episode, um, I think they started to touch on why um, Lisa Ray's daughter, and I can't remember her daughter's name, but why she had such an issue with Lisa Ray. And she was feeling like once Lisa Ray's career took off, she became pretty much an afterthought. And I could see that. Lisa Ray comes off as that type. Right. And for me, just on the outside looking in, I felt like, Lisa Ray comes off as she has it all together and, you know, she lives this mm -hmm. picture-perfect life, which right. we found out on the episode that wasn't really the case. Mm -hmm. um, I gotta go back and watch I gotta go back and watch this episode, it, honey. It like... was a really good episode, but the only unfortunate thing was 
you know, with most of Iyama's episodes, she wasn't able to get a resolve with them just because they weren't really willing just to open up and break down. I think and do the yeah, work. They weren't willing to do the they work. They had a few moments where they could kind of start to see what the issue was, but then they would slowly put the guard back up. And then it would But you know what? You know what, Jonathan? What's interesting is a lot of these celebrities go on this show and then have you ever noticed that a lot of them do like Instagram lives mm-hmm. and stuff afterwards bashing the show, saying the show made them look X, Y, and Z or that certain things mm-hmm. happened that day. So I'm curious if Lisa Ray is going to do that with her little, because she has like a, like a little talk show group that she does with like Selena Johnson and yeah. um the has been from Housewives. I can't remember her. <laughs> yeah, uh, so she's on a show with I think it's called Cocktails with Queens or something like that. So she's on the show with um, Claudia Jordan, who is the host. That's that's her name, Claudia. Jo- I apologize, Claudia, if you're listening. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Selena Johnson, and also Vivica Fox. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's a good platform. And they also brought on Iyala to, I guess, talk about the episode that she was on. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. oh that's mm-hmm. tea. Okay, so maybe there was no bashing. I don't think so. And I, I really think okay. that um, if Lisa Ray's mom wouldn't have been a part of the process, which I guess she had to be, but if she wasn't, then they would have gotten further along. Just because... You know how it is when you're up in age, you already have these views that nobody can change your mind or how you are just because you're stuck in your ways. Right. Let me tell you, there will be no Iyala Vincent um, bashing in front of me. Okay. Because I am here for her. So she has like this retreat uh, pre COVID, Mm -hmm. of course, that she does where you could actually go and be a part of this retreat and have like these one on ones with her in the group and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like $3,000. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. No, it's not. I didn't. I didn't see that it said, um, you know, most insurance plans accepted. But um, yeah, I'm here for Iyala, and I'm. This is her last season. This yeah. is the last season of my life. So um, I hope that there are families that really have gotten a lot um, from her. As someone who's gone through therapy myself, I know what that process can be and how eye-opening it can be if you do the work and you're willing to be honest and vulnerable. But that's not always easy. It's not easy to be able to hold a mirror in front of your face and admit certain things and acknowledge certain things. Right. And I think one thing with these celebrities is they think that they're just going on this show just to get a check, but they don't understand that she's really going to tap into some real life issues. She don't care about no check. Like, she don't care Mm -hmm. about that. She do not. Iyanla, Queen Iyanla has been doing this a very long mm-hmm. time. Very long time. Like, I remember when she was, you know, a part of uh, Oprah, when um Oprah bought her on her show. This was even before Dr. Mm-hmm. Phil. So this is years ago. And, like, she wrote books. and Because one book was called One Day My Soul Just I Opened Up. That. Yes, go. Because yes. I think that's when you yes. and I both worked at Borders. Yeah, this was a low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not gonna do it. Age ourselves on this show, but <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, shout out to her, and and I hope that you know Lisa Ray and her family, and you know, can come to some type of terms, and maybe this is an initial step to move forward when they are ready. Yeah, and I hear that they're supposed to have a follow up. I don't know if it's gonna be with the entire family, but. I think Lisa Ray at least mm-hmm. is gonna have a follow up with the young. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. So I was um kind of reading over some, you know, shade room um Instagram polls and I came across like I guess this kitchen and cocktails twerking. Oh or did you see I that? saw it. So it was like uh I think maybe uh a- I set it up for Set it up for people who may not know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, um, and everybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, this cocktails and kitchen or kitchen and cocktails, what is it? I think it's kitchen and cocktails, and I don't know. I just know it's a 
black-owned restaurant, and I believe it's out of Dallas, Texas. See, I was going to say Houston. Oh, it's out of Texas. That's okay. all we got. And I know it's spelled with two Ks. <laughs> okay, which is cute. That's cute yeah, marketing. Is. But um, basically, um, as you said, this is a restaurant in Houston, well, Texas, and um, you know, they've just been receiving a lot of backlash over the last few weeks just because um, there was an incident where the owner got involved with the situation of a few young ladies deciding to twerk at his restaurant. And it was based on the music that was being played in the background. That's the first thing. I think what was being played, I think it was... Um, I have to go back and look at the video, but it probably was a little baby song. I, I, I think it was know. like a, it was song. it was. Oh, so that's what we're doing. Okay, so keep in mind, people, that this is a sit down restaurant where you come to eat. Maybe there's a little music, a little ambiance, or what have you. Um, this is not trapping paint. Um, is not um, pedals or anything like that. It's just a regular sit-down restaurant that you come to on a you know evening to have like a a grown right. night out. Well, see that that's so what he wanted to set it up as is he wanted it to look as like this really nice establishment. It's supposed to be classy, um, a really nice establishment, but everything didn't add up. It's like you want all of this this you want this nice atmosphere but what your dj is choosing to play doesn't correlate with that so like i know me if i hear a song that i could dance to like and it's that type of environment why not get up and dance to it and that's to be expected and these young ladies you know some can say that they were wrong you know for you know, like standing up in chairs, dancing on the booths or whatever, whatever. Now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be that one. I Um, see things on both sides. No, I don't think it's right to just like stand up in your chair and like start twerking or whatever, whatever. But at the same time, that's to be expected if you have that type of music playing at this restaurant. Now, if you want it to be Mm -hmm. a nice, classy establishment, maybe you should play like Jazz. Don't play yeah, old school music. army. Everything should add up. But I mean, I just I just don't feel like you know there there should be fault on one side. Okay. No, that's that's totally fair. So I went back and I watched the video. I didn't watch all of it because my attention span is short. But um, so I saw, I guess he asked the young ladies like a couple of times, like, mm-hmm. could they not do that? And like he came to their table and talked to them, asked them, mm-hmm. could they not do that? And then they did it again. And I see, think I didn't see that. there's two there's two sides mm-hmm. of it, right? There's the of course, like these people, you know, should be mindful and respectful of this restaurant because I literally tried to think back in my mind where I've been at a restaurant and you know some ratchet music plays and I hop up and start twerking my ass, right? Which that has not occurred, but I'm also over 30, so maybe that's why. Um, With that being said, even though they may have been wrong in the moment, I think he amplified it with him cursing them out. (laughs) Like he elevated it. I was like, you can't speak to, he was like, y'all can get the fuck out of my restaurant. I was like, Oh, the thing, you know, really? uh, like the old saying goes, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. It's and, how you say yeah, it. it. You better I preach. feel like his message could have been conveyed in so many ways without him taking it to that next level. Because child, he turned it into a Black Lives yeah, Matter speech, honey. Everything <laughs> that he said, you know, he was trying to create a nice establishment for black people, period, point blank. And he should have left it there. But when you take it to a point where you're just like cursing, not only at the people that you're directing it to, but every, everybody. But everybody, you know, like, do you remember when you used to be in school in class and someone did something in the classroom, but the teacher mm-hmm. scolded everybody and, for it? That's exactly yeah, and it how felt I like felt. He was talking to children. Like, I'm like, you have to not only remember that these 
are adults, but these are paying customers that are helping your business thrive. Right. So it's unfortunate that sometimes your message, as powerful as it may be, because he had a lot of gems mm -hmm. in what he was saying, but it gets negated by the tone, the word, the choice of words, and just, just the delivery of it all, just like negated it. But I don't know. I think this is one of those things where it'll die down six months from now. People would have forgotten. And I think, you know, his restaurant will still be okay. And yeah, whatnot. I disagree. But yeah, that I disagree was, because I feel like really in situations well, I feel like in situations like this, um, they always have a paper trail. And, you know, if anybody is anybody mm -hmm. like me, I write everything, every type of bad experience on Yelp. Like I always leave a comment. And then I just remember um, right. this one incident that happened in Chicago where there was a um, club in Boys Town in Chicago and they made mm -hmm. a statement about saying that they weren't going to play hip hop music anymore just because it pretty much incites violence. So there was this whole backlash mm -hmm. of like people saying that that was wrong for him to say it and a lot of people left comments on Yelp to which they had to stop um, the comment um, section, yeah, just because he just bad. got so much of a negative backlash. And I think it's going to be like that for them. Like, they may have great food, but what's great food if you can't go there and enjoy yourself freely? Right, what's great food if nobody exactly. comes and eats the damn food? Like, what we what we talking about? <laughs> well, you know, I guess we just have to stay tuned to oh, kitchen and cocktails, honey. That's that is, if I don't even think that's the name. I think it has kitchen in it Child. and cocktails in it, but we're missing some <laughs> nouns and adjectives. I but really thought it was cocktails. You know, <laughs> I, it could be hell. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking live in Texas. I don't know. Like in the kitchen, so. <laughs> 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 Look, he probably spent a bunch of money to come up with this name and stuff. He probably paid a bunch mm -hmm. of consulting fees and well, marketing that's why fees. I think he got so. so mad. I mean, and this is another. Well, child, that was his hard-earned money. Like he fronted a lot of that on his own because, like you said, that passion came right on out. I was like, I felt mm -hmm. like I did something wrong, and I was watching and I think it on another YouTube. Thing that um, a lot of people don't pay attention to or didn't pay attention to was the fact that I feel like he was looking at the issue as to how he would look to other people, mainly white people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he came off as he came off that type because he was talking about you know having a establishment for African Americans to enjoy and all of that. So I'm like, but this is our culture, and mm -hmm. black people like twerking. Now, granted, I think the narrative for black women and what you see on social media has kind of been curved towards that because you have your Megan The Stallions. You have your Ari Lennox. I don't even oh, know yeah, what's child Ari. name. But you have like all these. It, do she twerk? She Is that the right person? I don't know if I'm. <laughs> okay, so that sounds like often. So like the narrative seems to be, you know, when black women are in hip hop, that's all we know how to do is shake exactly. our asses, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, if this is a black establishment, like the for us by us mm -hmm. kind of scenario then let these people have their fun and if this is not that kind of establishment then walk over to their table and ask them to leave yes. now if those people then make a scene on their own then they're then that's another conversation but don't scold everybody in the restaurant exactly. like they're in third i hate it. it it almost made me think back so. to the days of slavery where you had the separation of black people. Yeah, it's like master, master but then do you yeah. remember how we had the black overseer? Oh, yeah. You had the black overseer, but then you also mm -hmm. had your house, nigga. Well, you had your house. Well, no, oh, say, I shouldn't have said that. I had this vodka <laughs> and this margarita. And I was just going to go in. You had your house, niggas, and you had your, you know, outside niggas and shit. You had your light skin and you had your dark skin. And it was just like all this division and all of that. And then, like you said, you did have the overseer who was buddy, buddy with master. But, nigga, exactly. you still enslaved, though. Like, let's, let's keep it 
let's keep He's it one, mentally, one and like if you look at it and i don't want to go too deep into this but if you look at it just as a visual here's this black man who's of a lighter complexion and he's talking down to all of these darker skinned women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then also mm-hmm. like he's an attorney too so there's this sense of like hierarchy mm-hmm. as well with him being a black educated man and he probably has you know Caucasian friends etc cetera, etc cetera, and you get that in your head and you start talking down to people that you feel right. are not yep. on your level and that's an yeah. entire thing. I mean, so. I just looked at that whole situation. You know, nonetheless, you know, so many different areas like classism, colorism. It's just it, it, there's so many ways that you can break down that topic. <clears throat> it's layers, honey. It's layers, but we don't have time yeah, to go through all those layers. But you know, we've been living in this kind, right? We've been going through layers since you know 1865. Right. So, um, so. How do you feel about? Well, let's break and okay. talk about power for a second. I had something else that we were supposed to talk about, um, but we'll come back to that. I have to get this mm-hmm. out of my system about power. So, you are caught up with like the episode that just aired yeah. this past Sunday, right? So, power just came back from this. Uh, mid-season finale which I think was due to COVID I don't think that was intentional because Power has never done that I think it was COVID related so I have to say that I am very Mm. unimpressed with (laughs) I am very unimpressed with Power Book 2 Ghost there are aspects that Mm. I can appreciate Right. I can appreciate, you know, Tyreek and the intricacies of him going to school and carrying, you know, on the St. Patrick Mm. thing. Right. Because how he's moving the drugs through the school is similar to how his dad would have moved drugs through church. Or Dre or Tommy or whatever. So Mm. I can appreciate that. But this writing in this, in the, it's, it's, I can tell that the people who wrote on power are not necessarily writing on. <laughs> See, I, I, just I felt like okay. when I first watched it, like those first few um, minutes are supposed to grab you. And I didn't feel like it caught my attention. But then later in the episodes, and as the episodes started to progress, I'm just like, this is really good. And one surprising standout to me, and a lot of people feel differently, but, you know, it is what it is. I really feel like Mary J. Blige came into her own. Like, oh, <laughs> hell, oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Like, like, not one time. Man. No, Mary playing herself. Like, Mary and Method Man playing themselves. But I feel like not one time when I watched <laughs> this did I feel like I was watching Mary J. Blige. Like, I knew that it was Mary J. Blige, but I didn't feel like nigga. Was, I don't know what you was you know, watching. <laughs> playing herself or anything like that. Mm. I'm gonna have to leave you <laughs> alone in them thoughts right there because I'm watching Mary in the Mary J. Blige hoops in the Mary J. Blige mm. outfits and shit. Like, but I respect it. Like, I the thing I like about Mary is that she tries things outside of her comfort zone, and I know this yeah. is not her first acting gig. And to be put in a role that she know niggas is watching, and we watching with a keen eye because we do yeah. not play about power. Mm-mm. We do not play about that. So for her to step up, you know, to the plate and actually, um you know, take on this role and the man mm-hmm. that she is, I respect it. I don't think she's that great at it. Um, but I also didn't feel oh, Lala, Lala was, was that great either. So <laughs> like, I Lala as, Lala as um, I forgot But yeah, as he, Keisha Lakeisha. Lakeisha. Lala is uh yeah, Lakeisha. Lakeisha. It was Lakeisha. Oh my gosh. So but Mary is not as bad. So you know it's one of those things. But yeah, the writing for me is a little bit lackluster. Now, what? Let me ask you your opinion. Do you think Method Man is 
playing sacks. So you know they have this agreement that they're going to get Tasha off and they're going to end up indicting Tyreek and get him arrested. But do you think that is Method Man's ultimate plan or do you think I he's definitely playing think he's sacks? playing sacks just because I feel like he wants to do what he needs to do to get him on his side, but then he has a motive mm. in the background to screw him over. Right. And he does, he comes off as that shisty oh, yeah. ass kind of attorney who will do anything to get himself a win. Mm-hmm. He definitely comes off that way. I do kind of, um, two things that I'm not that interested in. And I'm probably the minority in this, but I'm not interested in the sexual relationship between the professors, mm. Tyreek's professors I and like all of that that's going on. I'm I'm not really understanding how that plays into the story, per se, with Tyreek. I'm not sure. Maybe that has to continue to develop and they didn't. Um, go into any of that this last episode so maybe well, I think their connection to Tyreek is uh, just from what I've seen um, the female professor and I forgot both of their names but yeah the female professor is pretty names. much pushing for him to be great in every way and I don't know if you remember she's a sex addict oh, she's a sex was, addict by the way let's, let's not skip over that no oh. she's the sex addict and he had problems, I guess, with writing his book or something mm. like that. But she's the sex addict. I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm try- Courtney, make it make sense. If you're listening, Courtney, I think Courtney does can you please job. make it make sense for me? <clears throat> Child, this and you- with power, like I, power was great for me. Seasons one, season two. Seasons three because I feel like the storyline was so intricate. Like I can go back now in 2020 yeah, and go too. back and watch those episodes and feel as good as I. I can't say the same for season, season five. Six, I and didn't season even finish six. the last five episodes. See what I'm saying? It just wasn't. It it started yeah, getting a little started, gimmicky for, um, me, for me. Telling each person's story as to like where they were and how things played out as to how Ghost was killed, that's when I kind of got turned off. I'm just like, get to the point. Yeah. Who killed this nigga? And like by the third time, we knew who did it. And it was so obvious that it would have been Tyreek. Like, I was hoping that it was That would have made perfect sense. Either her That would have been amazing. Tasha had the most motive. Right, but Tyreek, but that was so obvious because then he kills Ghost and then mm-hmm. he ends up becoming Ghost Jr. Like, this is so, but I'm also not a story writer. And so I, there are levels to this and there are yeah, rules I, to I mean, screenwriting, right? And I don't know those rules. So I'm assuming they're going with. I really wish, you know, and I know this sense. would probably take away from a lot of the creativity, but. I really wish that they had this section where fans could submit um, things to add to the show or how they feel like things should be played out. Right. Oh, no, I would love that. I would love that because who better to tell you what fans want to see other than fans? But there's this part, Jonathan, that I think we have to remember Mm -hmm. that power is Courtney's baby, right? And so she's going to be very protective about how it goes. And I can't really see someone being so protective of their work. Because you know how artists are about their shit. Like, I'm, I'm about my yeah. art, my art, my art, you know. And them, they don't even like people critiquing yeah. their work, their yeah. art, you know. So, but yeah, so I look, I do look forward to um, the next episode um and there are a couple of things that highlighted like with um the brother i don't know any of these kids names i just know kane because he's like the baddest but kane um drew daughter's name and Uh, i was gonna call it tyrese little girl name but we just forget everything but um 
I right. feel like we don't care enough. They're setting her character up to be something greater. Like I don't know how long this uh Okay. How can I say this series is gonna last or this um part of power is gonna last, but I feel like they're setting her up to be like a bigger part. You know, I'm not so ideally what I would like as a power super fan and I need everybody that's listening to this show to understand that I am the power super fan. I can tell you what happened in each episode um, quotes going all the way back to season one episode one when Ghost um, shot Miguel and if you don't know what I'm talking about then you ain't no real fan but with that being said I I hope this is just a one season Uh. show I, no, I, I <laughs> like, two seasons not... because you have to remember that they have to kind of set it up for the next installation. Yeah, like you they, mean well, like Kane, right? Knows? Okay. Well, I don't know who they're doing next, but I know there's like mm-hmm. Power Book Ghost, there's Kanan, there's Tommy. And I think there may be something else that I can't remember, but I don't need power to go on for a Yeah, I don't want them to drag it out years. to where we're just like, oh my God, like. Ugh. Right, because that's kind of what's happening. Because keep in mind, with this season of Power, mm-hmm. Power Book 2 goes, it's power all over yeah. again. It's and just it's kind of like they're giving age. a flashback of how. Tommy and Ghost were as kids and then right I'm like can we get to that that's what I want to see with Kanan and Tommy like let's let's get to the real shit let's get to the yeah. the power yeah, prequel. I, I honestly does that make that sense they could have extended power uh, more than six seasons I felt like they took a wrong direction somewhere and then they had to end it just based on where mm-hmm. they eventually went but yeah, because like when when Ghost went to jail, the, the way Courtney and her team four. wrote that show was brilliant initially. Like every time you thought you knew what was gonna happen, mm-hmm. they take us for a turn and a twist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they put Ghost in politics, the, and the it, it just it, it went left. It I, yeah yeah it got very very lazy. But you know, shout out to um mm-hmm. Joseph Sakura. Tommy, he's my favorite white guy <laughs> ever. I don't care what anybody says. That is my man. That is my guy. And I cannot right, wait to right. see his installation of power. So um, there was a story that you sent to me or you brought to my attention about this young man. I don't know. I don't know him. I've never listened to his music um, but a story that you brought to my attention that I do think that's worth discussing mm-hmm. is I believe his name is Daryl Walls. And what happened with him, and it's definitely something that needs to be discussed. Yeah. And it needs so to be. So, about two weeks you know, ago, um, there was a video. Um, well, just to give a background for those of you who don't know Daryl Walls, he is a gospel singer and he's a part of the group, the Walls Group. And they've been out for a few years. They're a quartet. Um, it's him and his younger brother and his two younger, younger sisters. So um, about two weeks ago, there was a video that came out. And I don't know if he put it out or if it was leaked, but it was a video of him kissing another man. And I believe it to be his boyfriend. It was not said or clarified what their relationship was. But... Um, when I'm looking at the video, it looked like a live video. So I'm like, did he put this out intentionally just to like get it out there? Or was the boyfriend or the guy that he was with? Was Who, was it? Recording it? Who was recording it? All, all, all we could see was that okay. there was a video being recorded. Okay, so maybe he recorded it to be shared privately like you know on instagram you can do like a um instagram story but only share it with certain people instead of sharing it with everybody maybe that was the thing i don't know but keep going um but 
I was looking at it from two different perspectives. I'm like, A, this could have been his coming out moment where he felt like, okay, you know, I've been suppressing this for so long. You know, I've been living my life and I just wanted to be Mm -hmm. expressed openly. So I'm going to put this on camera and just let everybody see it. Because I remember um, just relating to my own personal life when Mark and I first got together, Mm -hmm. this was the first person that I had ever been open with publicly as far as like letting everybody see who I was with because pictures like pictures and like the whole shebang huh oh thank you you, by the way thank you thank you thank you by the way but um in past relationships I wasn't that comfortable just because they weren't that comfortable with themselves just yet so yeah so I feel Mm -hmm. like they weren't out and it's different layers for everybody but I feel like every gay man gets to the point where mm-hmm. they're just like tired of living this suppressed life and you want to share it with everybody just so you can be free and once you share it it's like this burden mm-hmm. that's lifted off of you instantly so mm-hmm. yeah go ahead. Mm-hmm. and it's go ahead well no I was just going to say that <sighs> In 2020, like, okay, A, I'm not a man, mm-hmm. but I'm also not gay, right? Right. But that doesn't mean that I'm not human. And I think in 2020, I wish this could be a world where people could feel like they could just be themselves in any realm and it'd be okay. But unfortunately, in certain communities, especially our mm-hmm. community, Black people's, right? It, drill it down to like a Christian because he sings mm-hmm. Christian yeah. music is he a gospel singer or something okay so yeah. add that layer to it right it's just Definitely. that's just not accepted right there too many you worry about if your family's going to disown you are they going to love you even though your family yeah. already know let me just put that out there like your family knows you and who they, they are they just wait for you, you to say you know that yourself. shit <laughs> <laughs> boy tell a whole story like for you and your mama whoa she can fit she feels yeah, that a, she, a she, she know her the, son. the first person who knows anything about you is your mom but um for my situation i'm not gonna mm-hmm. make this all about me but just um yeah i mean mm-hmm. you know just Have your mommy, boo. Story. but for my situation um the person mm-hmm. that first came to me and pretty much confided that they knew about um, who I was and what my story was, was my Aunt Carolyn. So I remember leaving my sister's graduation and, oh my God. Um, But she came up to me and she was just like, I love you and I just want to let you know that I know. And so I'm like, know what? And she's like, I know. And, you know, me's just still trying to play naive. I knew what she was talking about, but I just really didn't want to give in to her. Right. And then Try to play it out. Like, okay. Yeah. And she was like, I love you. I support you. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that really um, mm-hmm. touched me just because coming from not only being from the South, but just growing up in a, I won't say religious, but a spiritual family where, you know, I was going to church every Sunday my grandmother used to say this to me faithfully. She was like, right. always Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That's an old Southern thing that grandmother said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super like from like, they say mm-hmm. they says that down here. Okay. And I meant what I said just yeah. like that. It's, so, um, it's a I thing. I always felt like, you know, when I heard those words growing up, even though I know my grandmother I, I felt like she knew, but she wasn't directing it completely towards me. But that being stuck in my mind, not only mm-hmm. as a kid, but as a teenager, I grew up resenting so many things about myself. So when I wanted to um, come into myself and, you know, recognize myself as a gay man, I always had that in the back of my mind. Like, if I choose to be with another man, I'm going to hell. And like, I remember... Mm. Um, my first experience with a guy and I got into like this hot shower and like I just sat there like just praying that all of this would just yeah erase it and just, trying like, to erase it, it. Of me just because I didn't want that memory 
of this army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you have been like, we have to give context because outside people, human beings have made you feel yeah. like yeah. that's a bad thing. Yeah. Not that it is, not that it is, but because people, other people who themselves have made questionable decisions or, you know, themselves do things that may or may not be in this mm-hmm. man written Bible um, or what have you are saying that life yep. should not be and lived. I remember X, y, you and I had our own experience. You may not remember this, but I remember when we were in college, um, <laughs> um, we would ride the train together to school and I remember we would say that we're going to meet at a certain stop, like on the train. And then right before I would meet you, mm-hmm. the guy that I was in a relationship with at the time would get off the train so I could meet you. <laughs> this is so intricate. Like, is, yeah, this, is, this sounds I exhausting. Him, but I, don't... I just remember uh, I just used to make up yeah. so many lies just like to protect myself and my relationship just because I didn't think that you would judge me obviously because you had gay friends and you were okay with it it was right because yeah. I'm like wait a minute you know me like I yeah it was it was, it was more so like man. you don't feel comfortable <laughs> with anybody else knowing until you're comfortable with yourself so I think mm. it took me mm. There's nothing that anyone could have said to you. There's no amount of love that anybody could have given you until you were mm-hmm. okay, yep. wholly on your own. And, you know, like in mm-hmm. Daryl Walls' mm-hmm. case, I feel like, um, you know, I already said the one thing about him feeling like maybe he wanted to put that out into the world. But then there could be that other side where somebody that he was close with chose to expose him because of who he was. And that's really disheartening just because you never feel like you never want to feel like someone that I trust would take what I present to them and put it out there when I'm not ready for it to be out there yeah like not to I do feel I feel more so that Mm -hmm. what you said at first is what happened because the video was more of an intimate you know video or what have you and like the angles of it, it him or the other guy had to take the video like I can't see somebody standing right there in front of them while they're kissing right. and doing all this stuff and they're taking this video you understand what I'm saying? So I'm like mm. but I just hope that when the de- when the dust has settled and this is no longer a story that he can live in who he is because every human being that walks on this earth deserves to feel like they can be who they are regardless of what anybody else feels about it whether they agree or disagree because people are always gonna have like this back and forth right not everybody is gonna understand you but people should at least be respectful but you know he's a cute guy Mm -hmm. that ain't his first boyfriend it ain't gonna be ass boyfriend so he just need to go ahead and get comfortable and you know be cool because we do live in a society now in 2020 where we're not a hundred percent there but we're way further than where mm-hmm. it used to be like even with power right uh, the yep. characters on power is gay right and they're showing this on television this no, would not, not have all. happened 10 years ago so we're definitely, I think, moving in the right direction. Like I said, whether we agree or disagree or whether we understand or don't understand, it should just be that people should be able to live in their truth and be okay and be able to lay their heads on their pillows at night and not feel, you know, exactly. like they're oh, not enough. I love it. Oh, that was a touchy subject. So- <laughs> I know. I didn't know how we were gonna get into it, but I thought it was important that we, you know, get into it. Like it's one of those things people don't talk about, like you know, the hard issues, and like that's why I was saying, like I, I necessarily may not, cannot relate 
right? Because that's not my journey. That's just like there are some things that may have happened in yeah. my life that you might not be able to relate to because it hasn't been your journey. But that doesn't mean that I can't understand. It doesn't mean that I can't listen with a listening ear. It doesn't mean that I can't take yeah. something away from it and learn from that as well. Because hello, hello. Child, I didn't know all the shenanigans you had hello, going hello. on. You could have just told me. But let, so let hello. me. Hello? Hello? You lost connection Hello? or something. <laughs> we back now. Hello? You can't hear me? Can't hear me? Oh, I look, don't know I'm what not, happened. Sure but look, I'm getting ready to make a point. Good, I need to get that. But I can't hear none of it. <laughs> look, look, I was just going to make a point that um, I didn't know that you were gay. But what's so funny is maybe I should have known, but I didn't know because like we were friends and we hung out and we always used to go get food and we went to the movies and Child, we spent there was student so loan refunds and you know. Uh, well, you know what? I will say that I can appreciate everything that happened in my younger life uh, for who I am today, but there was just so much of a struggle. Mm -hmm. And you know, just going mm -hmm. even back to um, Iyala and how she talks about the pathology of everything, you know, there was so much that came with how I suppressed me being a gay man and putting that out into the universe. Because even though you know in your mind that one person may accept it, you don't feel that way about every other person that's around you. So... Mm. So you... Instead of picking and choosing who you're comfortable with, yeah, I just, you just just everybody gets I, I the same story. Same, okay. One particular incident when I was leaving my aunt's party, this was like years ago, and we were all in the car. Um, it was me, my mom, my stepdad, my sister, and my cousin, and I just randomly started crying. Mm -hmm. And the reason I started crying was just because I felt like when I was at the party, I saw so many of my cousins and my aunts and people um, in my family with people that they love. But I couldn't share that same love with someone that I wanted to just because I didn't feel comfortable, you know, bringing someone mm. around yet. I didn't feel comfortable sharing who I was just yet. And it came to a point where I just like broke down. And everything mm -hmm. came out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And what's mm -hmm. crazy, you know what the crazy part of this is, Jonathan? What? You know what's so like out of this world? Yeah. yeah. Is that the and, fact and that's that the your thing, family and loves that's you? That's the thing like, like with it's a like... lot of people, <laughs> you know in the back of your mind, well, I can't speak for every single person because everybody has a different story. Yeah. Yeah, like let's be fair. There are some families that are not as accepting and not as loving, but I know Jonathan's family personally, mm -hmm. and they are, and they love yeah, him. Hell, I have water. Me, it, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, I never so came out and said physically, I am gay to like anybody in my family outside of my mom. But once I brought mm -hmm. um, Mark around, Mark came to my. Um, Thanksgiving dinner with my family in Atlanta last year and everybody just embraced him like they loved him like he had been mm -hmm. around forever and that just felt so good to me just because this is the first person that I'm introducing mm -hmm. and you're being received just as I am and a lot of yeah and a lot of people don't have that same story you know He's family. a lot of people in the gay community are so well let me say the LGBTQIA mm -hmm. plus community <laughs> Child, now look, now look, now look. I love the gay man, okay? But y'all in these goddamn letters, what I'm not gonna do is sit here and try to no. be politically correct and act like I understand all this shit. So we just gonna have to keep this at the LGBT Q, maybe a Q, because that's what I understand. But child, I, you know what? Y'all doing too much. Y'all doing way too much. What's that? <laughs> and nigga, you be confused too. No, nigga, you be confused like, too. I'll right. Right. Like, Fuck out of here. And then he... <laughs> <laughs> <Child>. <laughs>
and I can't even initial, tell you now. I got initial up. initially myself. Right. Right. I ain't trying to know. I just yeah. love people. That's all I know. That's all I know. So what you got um going on? What are y'all doing for Christmas now? So we just had Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving was definitely low key. So I'm sure so, we'll um, have like this you know, quarantine edition I, I of Christmas. So it's gonna be kind of a repeat of Thanksgiving um with a minor change. Um of course I haven't been anywhere um to another city like on a plane since August. And I haven't had a vacation since my birthday, which is in February, since you know, COVID happened. So um I'm thinking um, I just want to do something small mm-hmm. with Mark and I. Uh, maybe we travel to uh, Wisconsin and just Wisconsin. Well, well, see, they have this thing called uh, who? I don't who the know, hell in Wisconsin? At Wisconsin or the Wisconsin Dells, but it's like this nice family resort where you have your own room, of course, and then they have these indoor areas that you can really enjoy yourself, like indoor pools. Uh, I think they have like. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's I'm gonna stone, need deets. I'm gonna course, need really deets on that, to Jonathan. Because I feel that like, sounds we need like a break. Mm-hmm. Well, well, shouldn't well, you be planning now? Because uh, Christmas is like in two weeks, so is at a reasonable rate now. Uh, you can book at the last minute, and you'll still get it at a cheaper price. Okay. <clears throat> I totally need details on that. Um, what's funny, you guys, was like. Jonathan mm-hmm. is like one of my best friends, but my husband, his name is Jonathan too. So sometimes I'll be talking about either or. But yeah, so Jonathan, please let me know about yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely want to take pictures and take uh, husband, you know, bring some type of memory. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean because you, everybody need a little bit of cheer. We've gone yeah. through a lot um, in this year. And you know, it'd be nice to maybe have a change of scenery. Yeah, I mean, for the most um, part, maybe that'll though, change the energy a little bit. Quarantine <laughs> to the T. So you know, uh, before we were going out like to friends' houses where mm-hmm. it would just be like us and another couple, and then we would just like have a few drinks. But for the most part, we haven't really just gone to big gatherings right. or been around a lot of people just because we're trying to stay safe. And, you know, I've had COVID earlier this year, and it's not a, a good feeling. So right. I just want to stay safe. Well, hold on. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Um, Jonathan well, hold on. have a COVID test. There was something that happened, and after the fact, he well, believed well, that it was COVID. So we correct. have not had I a diagnosis of that. <laughs> <laughs> but but just just like migraines, you don't need a doctor to tell you that you have migraines. Um, I had every type of symptom there was. Um, oh, okay. I had, throat, I had a runny nose, fever, <laughs> passing out on the floor. <laughs> Weren't you crawling on the floor? And look, let me tell you, when I got COVID, this was when. Uh, <laughs> Look, when I got COVID, this was when uh, Mark and I weren't getting along. So, <laughs> look, I'm in the bathroom just like passing out, and here he is in the room, not really caring about what's going on in me. <laughs> right. So, so he look, didn't he know your ass like, could have died. Yeah, he didn't know see. how serious this was. <laughs> right. But, but wait a minute. That's what you get. But how you had so COVID and he ended up not getting it, but COVID house. is supposed uh, to be highly well, contagious. We we have a two bedroom apartment, and oh my god, he was crazy. in his and he was in our uh, bedroom, and I was Ooh. in the guest room, and uh, he didn't come into the front room. Well, the good thing is we have mm-hmm. two exits in our house. You have the back exit, and then you have the front exit. So he would always go out the back. I would always stay in the front. Mm-hmm. So he quarantined and. He didn't mm-hmm. get it. Well, I don't know if he got it, but he wasn't sick. <laughs> well, I, I know. I had everything. Well, you I you don't know if you had it. Like, yeah. I, and mm. listen, let me tell you. And if my I friends think that I'm overdramatic. 
Well, see, I read did the directions and they said that did if you, go you don't to feel hospital? like you can't breathe, then stay at home. Mm-hmm. No. Then stay at home. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that they could do for you. Wow. This has been extremely oh fun. Gosh. This has, Justin, been, this has um, been fun. Emotional. This has been, this has been um, heartwarming. This has been um, yeah. It's been a lot of emotions. I feel like this has been a great episode and um, yeah. I had a good time. <clears throat> me too, me too. And we hope you guys join us for our next chat central episode. We're hoping Sean so, makes it to that one. Well, we me, probably let's, need let's, to check uh, on her. Um, be on Sean. <laughs> 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 We're gonna talk about Sean. Sean has about three jobs where she, she can't starts at like herself. six a.m. <laughs> and doesn't get off from the second job until eight p.m. <laughs> and then she only gets one hour of sleep. But <laughs> <So. laughs> well, she like, also goes to bed child. at like eight ten, like every child, night. She acts like a fifty-seven like year old, and she doesn't drink. So. <laughs> But she means well. She's a really good friend of ours. So we did miss her on this episode. But yes. um, we look forward to the next Join one us with you guys. We'll chat uh, soon. We thank you so much for joining us on the second episode. And we will look forward to the next episode. See you soon. Bye.